Welcome back to the second ever episode of the Incubator Podcast with Nick and Eli. Uh, today's a very, very special, special one. It's our first ever interview with somebody in our area that is truly inspiration to all. Um, he is a skier um, that has a disability that is truly amazing. Um, he also has a lot of stuff that he works on that many don't know about, and he's able to do stuff that uh, people never thought he would do. So um, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Logan North. Yeah. Woo! So as I introduced uh, Logan, Logan is someone who I met probably halfway through my senior year. Um, and he is one of the most inspirational kids I've ever met in my life. Um, growing up with CP, uh, being an Olympic skier has led him through his childhood difficulties, led him to where he is now uh, in his life. You know, we're going to be talking about a multitude of things uh, between his childhood, what motivated him to lead him to his success, how did he get into skiing, skiing? Um, what led him with his skiing, motivating him to do so good at skiing that he got into the Olympics, and then also, of course, um, his future goals. Yeah, yeah. So we know he has a lot planned. Uh, we don't know everything, but uh, <laughs> I like to think we know. Yeah, a lot, yeah. But he we, also we like has a lot of secrets. So, but he has lots of secrets. He's a secret guy. So, uh, all right, Logan, so tell us a little about your uh, childhood growing up. With tell us um, about yourself too. First, yeah, yeah. first yeah. and foremost. So, you know? um. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I'm a skier. You're skier? Yeah. Driver. Driver Wrangler. You driver Wrangler? No. What man. happened to your first year? <laughs> no. No, that's Don't talk about that. No. Don't talk about that. No. Don't talk about that. No. And the other Jeep before that. Oh, yeah. And then I bought the second Jeep. So, oh, there's that two Jeeps? Yeah. No, three now. Three now. Three Jeeps. My bad. I had a heart attack about the second Jeep, but it's fine. Hey, we're still here. All right, back to the Sorry, my bad. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. So, yeah, growing up with CP, it was, it was different, but it, yeah. was, it was a good different at the same time. Because mm-hmm. I think what a lot of people don't know, having something like this makes you stronger. Stronger, yeah. And, uh, because there was a lot of time where people were, oh, he can't do anything. Right. He can't walk. He can't walk. And I just, he put a driving force in me to prove him wrong. Right. To be like, yeah, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I'll do it with or without you. Right. So. Yeah, do you feel like when you were growing up that people looked at you different a lot? Different? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, when I had the walker, mm-hmm. people would act about me a lot. Yeah. And like, what situation I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And especially like, a lot of people don't know about three problems. Yeah. They know the word, but they don't know exactly what it is. So a lot of times people were confused what I have to other disabilities. Right, right, right. And that's a big factor that we're sure don't know more about. Mm-hmm, right. So that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, can you just, like, just tell us, like, some of the stuff that you have difficult doing? So, like, 
When I was younger, I was palm time and shoe. Yeah. Palm eating alone. I, one of the biggest that you were walking. I couldn't walk till mm-hmm. I was six years old. Mm-hmm. And then I used to walk until about eight or nine when I walked out of that. And then one of the biggest issues is because you got to be on. With CP, I don't have the muscle development. Mm-hmm. So I had to basically train my body how to learn how to walk. Yeah, right. And some people can do that or older age after I get injured. Mm-hmm. But when you don't know what you're fighting against, it's a totally different story. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as we have our first audience member, we're not going to say any names, but it's not it's not pretty um so what are like what are the some of the things that kept you occupied that felt make you felt like you know not only kept you occupied logan but what kept you motivated in your childhood to grow to be as successful as you are you know leading up to what you are today i mean it's a lot of things i remember being that kid you we had a big group in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I was probably six, seven years old, and I realized why my sports didn't break. Like, I couldn't run it fast, I mm-hmm. couldn't break it fast, I couldn't talk it fast, I couldn't do so many of the things that they could do. And I didn't understand why, because at the time, I didn't know I had Yeah, right. Because I, I, I don't feel my disability. Mm-hmm. So it took, I didn't know I was disabled, so I was at 10. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, me neither, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, so, yeah, that makes sense. So, so, but like, I, and like, because I was sort of people, it made me work harder. Right, yeah, yeah, more of a motivation to do stuff, so. Um, yeah, made me work hard to keep up. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um, so tell us how you got into skiing. Really. Um, so my whole family skied. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I went down to, it was actually, I think it was a day, because I, I did Botox in my life to help me, my muscle broke And I was home after a day Botox. And usually a couple days after I can mm-hmm. walk, I'm in so much pain. I remember watching Sean Moore mm-hmm. come down the hatpipe. I look at my mom and dad, I'm like, I'm going to do that someday. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> but they supported me, and I just, I just kept going. And like, at the time, I couldn't walk. So my grandma said, we're not going to take you to you learn how to walk. Mm-hmm. And I did that as a challenge. I'm like, Oh shoot, let's do this. So within a month I could walk and I'm like, I wanna do this. So they started taking me out. And yeah. Yeah. So um you talk you talked about how your parents supported you and uh, your other relatives. Did you have a good support system when you were growing up? Um, sometimes yeah, it depends. My mom and dad they got the Pokemon with too. Okay. So it was different. And I had a step family that wasn't very nice. Mm-hmm. So it's like one week I had a good system, the other week it was complete chaos. Okay. Gotcha. Just trying to stay alive. And I think that's also what drove me to 
so much stronger. Right. And because of that, I three steps in me that hang my guts mm-hmm. from the age of the three to power eight years old. Mm-hmm. They told me to kill myself every day. Really? And I think hearing that drove me yeah, right. to be like, well, I bet. I'm better than you think I am. Yeah. And I'm going to prove it to you. So. Yeah, that, that's definitely inspiration. Yeah. I, I definitely didn't know that about you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, that's definitely something. I mean, and that's the thing, too, is, you, you know, this is a business-oriented podcast, but a lot of the things that Logan is talking about right now are things that you can relate to business and how you need to motivate yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Logan has had a very tough time getting where he is today but he hasn't let things people have said to him or has happened to him naturally set him back Mm -hmm. as most people would yeah i I think he didn't Logan. you didn't really change you don't let the circumstances change you no you you work through them you work around them you i don't know you've done some things i've never i've never thought like in a business like what i had to go do you know you can either give up and say I'm done, right. or you can keep going. And I just always chose to keep going, mm-hmm. to, no matter what happens. And I never gave up, right? Because I wanted it so bad. I wanted to be normal, or try to be as close to normal as I could get. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, I think about like, people go college, right. right? I feel like I've always been to college. Because right. I've already had to team with them, all these things just to live in home life. Right. And now I'm going to school again to do whatever I want to do in life. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, you want to tell us a little bit on your journey of how you got to the big stage, the Olympics? Yeah. So back in 2015, I was invited to the National Olympics. Mm-hmm. It's one of the biggest non-professional ski races in the world. Okay. And I ended up winning my age group and category at national on Colorado. And there's no, like, I didn't think I would. Mm-hmm. I had to go on my phone. And we, we might be on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming home and there were new people everywhere. It was a total, it's like, it, it flipped the switch in my life. It changed so much. Yeah. So And when this is something I want to change, so I kept pursuing it. I attended the Harvard Ski Spectacular, which is planned by Harvard Insurance. Mm-hmm. They pay for me to go out and train with the best coaches and athletes in the world. And I thought, even I met my coach, Eric, he's a part of the National mm-hmm. Ability Center. And through time, I kept training with them, started going to World Paralympic events. And through that, I got invited to go to Korea for the Pyeongchang Paralympic Games. And with a, a dream I thought I'd never be able to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Logan, let's. Sorry to interrupt you. No, there. Good. Let's yeah. talk about your setbacks during the Olympics. I know something happened. Um, Right before you, you know, you were out training. Yeah. Um, something 
major happened, not major, but definitely a huge setback happened to you. How did yeah. you cope with that and how did you persevere through that? So it was it was all shock. I remember that day well because what, what exactly happened? So it was me, me and two cocky. You're a little too cocky. Yeah. Because <laughs> they I mean, I had hundreds of people following me around the mountain. Our cut line, there were people wanting autographs, but pictures. Superstar. Superstar. Yeah, superstar. You're at the highest point in your life, yeah. right? Yeah, right? yeah. Exactly. Superstar, yeah. I was out with coaches, and the coaches of the coaches that men when I couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. So they seen me when I wasn't able to walk. So for them to share this moment with me was even more special. Mm-hmm. And we were last one with the whole bunch of people watching. Mm-hmm. And I was just so pumped up. Was this like the biggest stage you've been on? Like, like when you're going down? Like, it wasn't the big stage. It was getting ready to go. Okay, okay, okay. But it's go. your community, people that have yeah, been following Yeah, it's like people journey. that love me for who I am. Right, right. And they know who the I real am. ones. Yeah. 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 And when it that is funny, we don't joke about it today. At the top of the last note, my cup goes, Yo, look, break a leg. Break a leg? <laughs> and, and sure enough, I broke my leg oh, no. on the earth. Uh-huh. And I, I remember the fall because I probably do 55 over the home, mm-hmm. mile per hour, and I caught it. And what happened was when I landed, my left key caught it and ripped off. And we had the den cranked up. Mm-hmm. The den, were, the fort needed to bring a key up. So the key didn't want to come off, and that fort is what broke my leg. Gotcha. And I remember falling and watching the trees. You're going, it was like a movie. Yeah, yeah, it's like a movie. Until I knew something bad was up. And my coach is like, no, you're fine. I'm like, I can't walk. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember something not right. So, Logan, you just told us a story of how you broke your leg. And you, you were at your high point in life. You know, you had your community around you. You had your coaches who have been mentoring you through this stage in your life that with someone with your disability, you would think would be next to impossible. And you were at this point in your life that you were like, I'm the king. You were about to go off to South North Korea, South Korea for the Olympics. And you broke your leg. What was it? How how long before it was it? Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks before. Yeah. Two weeks before. The biggest moment of your life, the, basically. The biggest moment of your life. And I get chilled just thinking about yeah. it. Right now. How, how did you come back from that? So, I, if part of what I grew up with, this world to never give up, mm-hmm. no matter how far you go down, you can only come back. And I remember laying in the hospital bed. I was in the hospital for a good week and a half. You know? And like every day I was there, I just wanted to get back on the mountain. 
Because you got to realize for a kid with CP, game wasn't just a sport. It was a freedom. It was mm. something I could do just as good as anybody else could. Right. It was the only thing in the world that I could do just as good as anybody It's not else. better. It's not better. Yeah, I'm, so, not, I'm not going to lie. I If you put me on top of a mountain, I would not get down in one piece. Not going to lie. I didn't get down in one piece. <laughs> so, I sent myself to the hospital. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't about the pain. It wasn't about being king. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to stay humble right. for during every moment. But to come back from that, it was a moment. Mm-hmm. Because King 2 a.m. taught me so much about life. And there was a, a quote my, my coach said. Because when I was younger, I fell four, five, ten times a month. And my coach would say, Paul, Nine times, get yeah, ten. Mm-hmm. So always make sure that you end up on top. Right. No matter how many times you got knocked down, and that stuck with me. And just, I think a lot. I got a ton of support too because so the media spoke so about me about me going to South Korea, and I think he got thirty five hundred. 3,500 views. Like on Facebook. Likes, and not I, even views. And I had, I had people messaging mm-hmm. from all over New York. Mm-hmm. Just, and then I remember laying that bed, reading every message mm-hmm. about how many people that I put smile on the mm-hmm. face. And that's what drove me to keep going. And here's a funny story. It was two weeks after, no, two months. And I shouldn't be walking yet, mm-hmm. but I could walk. And, and, and so we go see the surgeon. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, bring me to the church. I'm like, no, give me the walk. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking in there, and the doctor looked at me and said, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not crazy. I'm like, no disrespect, bro. I'll never let a situation. Define you. Define my life. And yeah. that's why, even though it hurt to walk, I wanted to walk. Wanted to so walk. I did. Right. It, I got yelled at, but it was so <laughs> well, worth it. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Um, you said you've had a lot of people reach out to you. Did you hear from a lot of people that have the same kind of thing you have? And like saying, like, oh, if Logan can do it, I can do it. Yeah, I hear that too. But not even necessarily people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. I see it in my own friends. Mm-hmm. I hear it every day. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm one of those. <laughs> because they think, look, well, Logan can do it, so can I. How hard can it be? Right. So I think it's a bigger picture than that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um. So are you still training for the Olympics? For the yeah, so because of COVID, I'm kind of taking a break. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's this year. I won't even doing all the races. Would be a lot. It'd be about two years and a half time more the call, and I just wasn't willing to fork out that kind of money. Right. Because I'm a college student. I live. I work in the summer, key in the winter, mm-hmm. and go to college. So it's hard for me to afford everything I need for life, and then all the travel on top of that. Right. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, can you just tell us like um some of the places that you like visited and some of your favorite places? Yeah. So I've been to all over Canada, all over North America. One of my favorite places in California. California. Have a lot of fun there. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Before you continue, is this where you went on the boat with all the supermodels? Yeah. All right, can you tell that, us that story and how so, you got there? So I have a good friend, Eli, and he's a recreational coach for that team. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I'm coming out of town. Where you at? I'll come to you for a couple of days. He's like, yeah, come down the week. We have a big boat for my friend has a yacht. So where I've been. So you, you're on a yacht. No, I didn't know we were supposed to be on the yacht. And, and we point up to the boat pool and the wall wall people. And we're like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> and then next thing I know, we're in front of the yacht. And there's a whole bunch of people. He's like, here we go. We're in the parade. I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> this is going to be fun. So, um. Surprised that I lived that night. The point of time that I was going to fall in the water, uh-huh. but I'm still here talking about it. You forgot the supermodel part. Oh, yeah, and there was two more. That doesn't matter. It's a 10 million dollar yacht. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, can you tell us like some of the stuff that you want to do in the future? So, I'm working on a lot of stuff right now. One of my biggest goals is I want to develop my own foundation. Start your own foundation? Yeah. And I have a friend who has something like this, but what a lot of people don't realize in countries around the world, people with disabilities don't have rights. Right. Like over in Africa, if you're disabled, you don't have the right to go to school, mm-hmm. you don't have the right to go to healthcare, you don't have the right to get therapy. And I do one of my mentors, his name is Bob Tyler. He was the first name of CP to do the Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And he now has a foundation where he goes over there and builds physical therapy places mm-hmm. for individuals with disabilities. And I just think that's the best achievement as a man to help others and be humble to give back. And mm-hmm. that's exactly who I want to be. That core is the only priority of mm-hmm. having anything else. So. Yeah, when you say that's your number one goal, to start a foundation for people that, you know, don't get served the right yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also use that foundation to teach people about different disabilities. Right, right. Because I think in, in high school or K-12 education, the kids, take more time to explain to people why someone has a disability. Because so many people are afraid to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And wait, you shouldn't be afraid to talk about it. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty inspiring. Um, anything, other goals that you have? I know you're talking about you um, want to be a inspirational speaker. Yeah, so I'm trying to become a more regional speaker. I did get set up with Gannon University. Gannon University? Yeah, I'm okay. talking online mm-hmm. to all the doctors, the PT. Mm-hmm. That's in that couple weeks. So, mm-hmm. and just keep going with that. I've done top with high school, college, 
I don't really want to keep the ball being now and see where that goes. Awesome. Logan, I just have a question for you. I'm going to give kind of a little bit of background with it too. Um, You know, back to what you were saying earlier in this episode of, you know, you've always had, you know, issues with tying your shoes and stuff like that. And um, obviously – pulling feathers out of your jacket. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, you say that and, you know, I've known you for a while. So I've, you know, I know some of the things that have been brought to you. And this kind of goes back on your support system too. What people have helped you out outside of your family support system and your friend support system with Things like tying your shoes. What companies have come to you to help you out with that? Not many. It's been a lot of challenging years mm-hmm. by myself. I remember in high school, I was home one day. I came home so mad. I was so mad. So I couldn't bump my pants that mm-hmm. night. Great. Mm-hmm. And like, and like, I used to be embarrassed about it, but like, I couldn't help that. Yeah, right. And I remember walking out and I had to have a teacher bump my pants in front of my car. Oh, really? Right. In like, front of your car? Yeah. Like, like, okay. And, um, like, after that happened, I started researching what I could do to figure out a way where I could bump in the shoes, bump my pants, or put on my shoes. And I found out a button hook. And I use that now, and then for my shoes, I figured out there's a company called Zubit, and the magnetic shoelaces that clip together, so I could figure that out. And just I, every day I had to keep thinking outside the box mm-hmm. to figure out what would work for me, because there is no guide to fixing everything I am, and mm-hmm. now I got computer quick control all the week. Right. You gotta learn it yourself mm-hmm. with no book or something. So yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of something me and Nick have uh like been talking about. Like you just you found a problem that you had, you, you wanted to change it. You found something that would work for you and then you fix it. Yeah. Do you still find yourself doing that today? Like, oh yeah. Everything? Yeah. But like driving a car like I just bought the Wrangler mm-hmm. and it was hard for me to get in it because it's a lifted It's lifted. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you gotta flex on everybody. No, no, <laughs> like I just like the wheels. Like I don't care what people think. I yeah. like it, and that's why I bought it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, but it's lived to someone. What can I do? And then I found the handles mm-hmm. that I can mount, and then I can get in the car easier. And just stuff like that that I had to think about on a regular basis. Like at work, I had one of these issues one day where. Typing in a password. Typing in a password. I work for good with laptop. Mm-hmm. And I figured out a way to like copy it. So I could just copy it to another computer and keep copying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's awesome. I'm just hearing adapt, adjust, and make it better for yourself. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, we did that a lot with Dean, too. Because like my, my legs are normal. So my boots didn't work working, so we can add to each other 
conversation up that we had with Logan is don't let circumstances circumstances that you in Logan's case are born with change your goals Mm -hmm. or your life or your life most importantly don't let things that you can't change bring you down and like a lot of people are oh I'm afraid how people are going to think about Mm -hmm. well I put that in my case if I was afraid how people would think about me I would have never walked out of the door in my home. Because mm-hmm. the second you walk out that door, you're going to get done. Mm-hmm. And you just gotta live with it. And you gotta take that and use that motivation to keep going, keep going. and make yourself stronger. Yeah, that's awesome. So that will wrap up the, the interview with Logan Knowles, the great Olympic skier and inspiration of all. That'll wrap up this episode of the Incubator Podcast with Eli and Nick with special guest Logan Knowles. One thing I want to take away from this for myself is don't let setbacks in your life stop you from being who you are. That is definitely one of the biggest things I've learned from Logan over the years that I've known him. That relates to business in every way. Something that's going to get thrown at you definitely will, there will definitely be a setback in no matter what you do in business. Don't let that stop you from succeeding. That'll wrap up today's podcast. We will see you next time.